bad movies, bad life advice, and even worse life decisions. We cover it all here on the Life with Kenny podcast. I'm your host, Kenny. Grab a beer, sit back, and relax for this week's episode, because things are about to get weird. What's an all-American girl like you doing with a geek like this? Forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for late pizza. Fuck me gently with the chainsaw. Jimmy was off the hook. I know you really don't listen to Slipknot. Treasure and hope. You are listening to a Life with Kenny podcast. Not quite my tempo. It's all good. No worries. Here we go. Hello out there. We're on the air. It's hockey night tonight. Right, Kyle? Yeah. Uh, we are back with the Life with Kenny podcast. And if you recognize that beautiful voice, that means Kyle is back in the studio. That's me. We also got our special guest uh, returning once again, the furnace. Yeah. We are back, we in, are the back in the basement, baby. Uh, and uh, we, I think it warrants the, the song, The Boys Are Back in Town. To be blared right now because Patrick is also back. Right. Holy! It's been a while, boys. It's yeah, been the Harley Trinity. <laughs> it feels like the podcast well, has no, been on hiatus oh, and came I'm back. Holy Trinity! The Greasy Trinity. Oh, perfect. That's much better. Yeah. <laughs> the the Mackers boys. Yeah. Um, so today we are watching. We're going to start our uh, movie month, month movie <laughs> month on uh, music movies, I guess. Um, we're going to be a little bit rusty because we were supposed to start this like three weeks ago. <laughs> uh, so we're going to start that now. And uh, the first movie we're going to be watching is School of Rock. I don't know if you guys actually knew that. <laughs> I think I kind of just threw that your way and Sounds good. hoped yeah. you'd pick up I on like that. I that but movie. It's a good film. Um, but my, my wife made sure she told me that she hates uh, School of Rock. So Wait, really? Yeah. Why does she hate School of Rock? I don't know. I think I just don't think she gets the humor, and well, maybe she doesn't enjoy music. She well, hates. You can inform her that opinion <laughs> is incorrect. She hates School of Rock, and she married Kyle, so she must have terrible taste. Oh wow! Wow. Okay, <laughs> I'll see you guys later. <laughs> uh, Why do you have so much detergent? <laughs> like laundry detergent? That's an unfucking believable amount of detergent. <laughs> yeah, Every she, sweater needs to smell different. I mean, shit goes on <laughs> sale, man. Uh, but yeah, so normally we talk uh, about the movie, no, but... don't fucking breeze <laughs> past this. Just because something's on sale doesn't mean that you buy a fucking horrendous amount of it. Do we gotta call Dr. Phil on this one? We might, yeah. Okay, what? Patrick wants to know what the deal with the detergent is. I have a large <laughs> bottle of detergent because that large bottle costs the same as the small bottle. No, that's fine. But you've got four other bottles up there. Uh, no, one's, one's a bottle of water, one's an OxyClean bleach cleaner... And the other one is a fabric softener. So I don't yeah. know if you've ever done laundry before, Patrick, but there's more than just one detergent that, usually. That blue jug up there um, at Costco, I get one's bigger than that, and they go on sale, and I buy four at a time. Oh, I, I, we got ours <laughs> from Costco as well, and we, we just leave it in the laundry room. <laughs> but, like, why is there water up there? The washing machine does well, have I don't know. water you use, in it. You use distilled water for stuff. I'm not positive. Which, it's, it's no, fucking, you don't. Not in Saskatchewan. No, definitely not. I don't know what women I do. Don't know, maybe. Don't you don't even have drinking water in Saskatchewan. Don't pretend that's clean. <laughs> I don't know. It's definitely not mine. So. <laughs> All right, man. Well, um, anyway, carry on. It's got, got off track there. It's been a few weeks. So uh, normally we also like to talk about stuff we've been watching and some movie trailers that I forced the guys to watch uh, this week, particularly shitty movie trailers. I'm sorry about that, boys. Yeah, a bit rough. Um, <clears throat> but since it's been a few weeks, I'm assuming you guys have actually watched stuff this time. It's been a fucking month. I watched uh, one thing. What did you watch? Um, that thing on Netflix called The Perfection. It's called The Perfection. Yeah. It's can fucked. You, can you enlighten us? I've never even heard of this. Yeah, never heard of it. It's um, a movie about two cello players. Um, and I, I, that's pretty much all I can say. 
but it's it's definitely not what you think it is. Is it a movie or a series? It's a movie. I think I might have and it's seen it's the one that's supposedly making people physically ill. I might have seen a trailer for this actually. Yeah, but it's actually very good. Really? What, what makes people feel sick? I kind of got why. Is it just very graphic at times? That and it does depict like a lot of sickness. Okay. But it, it does it in a in like you know when you feel yourself getting really fucking sick and yeah. it just feels disgusting and like your brain is just all over the fucking place. Right. It does a very good job of like depicting that. Right. Mm. But yeah, it's a, it's a worth a watch definitely. But so, don't watch on a full stomach or I mean, I was eating while I was watching it. There's very little that deters me from eating. Yeah, make sure you're eating oatmeal and SpaghettiOs mixed together. and then. Why would you ever eat that, you fucking <laughs> oh, yeah. detergent-hoarding <laughs> maniac? Uh, Kyle, what have you been watching? Uh, the plasma table at work. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched much, really. Um, I watched that uh, made in the 90s or yeah, mid- mid-90s. Yeah. What did you think? It wasn't bad but it wasn't great like it's worth a watch though right yeah um how did you feel about the ending of that movie though uh it was kind of i felt like it could have gone on longer it kind of just stopped for no reason that was the one thing that kind of like took me out of it but yeah um yeah i don't know i haven't really watched well i've watched lots of stuff but it's nothing i've been watching the basketball finals yeah i watched that because Canada's in the basketball finals right now with the Toronto Raptors, and uh, there's a good chance we might lose or win. I don't know. We'll f- we'll find out in a couple I days. I thought you already lost. We lost no. that game. There's Golden Seven. State has to win yeah. two more games still, and we, we have to, have win, to win, one. win one. So if we win tomorrow, we won the NBA finals. Fair. Yeah, and I think there's hockey going on now too. Kyle said so. There's a lot of sports going yeah, on right so now. Yeah, so we have we have two chances at winning, and. Golden State has to win two games in a row to win. So, all right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I've been watching lots of uh, YouTube. I got YouTube Premium. Uh, I haven't watched Boy Band Con yet, which we talked about on one of mm-hmm. the other episodes. But I was, I've been browsing like what else they have available on there. Do you, did you get uh, Premium yet at all, Patrick, or trick that up? No. So the reason I got Premium is because YouTube started doing this thing in the past two weeks where they started airing two ads back to back in front of every fucking video now yeah and like in the middle of videos too man i've because i've been watching there's this guy william osman he he built himself a laser cutter and he he just like programs his own stuff and cuts it but he does like stupid shit so like he made a uh a a scale bust of vin diesel but he cut it out of um like lunch meat ham so he cut (laughs) the things that he pieced it together to make a Vin Diesel bust. Right. And it's just like, he does stupid stuff like that. That's It's like really entertaining. But every every time I'd get halfway through a video, I'd get pulled out because I'd have to fucking like stop and wait for a fucking two minute Yeah, nobody cares commercial. that Nissan Rogue is uh, back again in 2019. Yeah, right. No one can afford that. Yeah. And then they, they, have, they also have the mandatory 15 second and 30 second commercials you can't skip now. Uh-huh. So I, I was like, fuck it. I got a free trial for YouTube Premium. So I went and I got that. And uh, there's a couple shows on there that are like kind of interesting. There's one called Game Lab that I think Patrick might find interesting. Uh, this YouTuber named Matt Pat, he's famous for trying to like debunk um, the possibilities of video game stuff happening in real life with like science and shit. 
And so he does stuff like um, Mirror's Edge, the parkour game. He'll basically take a bunch of YouTube gamers, put them together, and they'll all try and learn parkour in a day and see if some of the maneuvers are actually, like, physically possible. And they'll have actual parkour professionals there to show them and mm-hmm. dive into that. Or they do, uh, do you know Metal Gear Solid? Are you familiar with that? Yeah. They uh, contacted a, a Navy SEAL, and he gave them a little bit of, like, training, just, like, talked them through some stuff. And then they had to basically do capture the flag with this Navy SEAL at night. And it, it started, like, 2v2, and one guy, like, went in, and he, like, hid under a box for a bit, like, in Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> and he actually, like, got past with the box. Wow. And then uh, it went four versus the Navy SEAL, and the guy just fucking murked them all. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, I don't think it's possible for people to, like, hide under a box and get past a bunch of trained Navy SEALs. <laughs> like, it, it's kind of interesting if you're into, like, video games and stuff. Um, but, yeah, other than that, YouTube Premium kind of sucks, man. Yeah, it's not great. I don't know. I was I spent probably a good hour the other day looking for stuff that was like potential stuff to watch, and there wasn't really much. Yeah, the only thing you get from it is the lack of ads. Yeah, that's the only which valuable uh, thing. If it wasn't so expensive, would be worth it. If it was five bucks a month just to get rid of the ads, I'd probably do it. Yeah, but um, yeah, and then I watched Jurassic Park last night for like the fifth time, and that movie still holds up, man. That's a good movie. Man, are you guys going to Jurassic Quest? Do you know what that is, Patrick? Have nope. you heard of it? It's it looks pretty cool. I don't know. It looks like it's for kids, though. Yeah, but there's lots of like, uh, from the looks of it, like interesting technology and shit like that too. Like, basically, it's a. Uh, I think it's it's it was states only until this year. I heard on the radio. Yeah. So the, I- is the idea is time. it's it's a dinosaur petting zoo. Yeah. But all the you dinosaurs are dinosaurs like super in-depth animatronic dinosaurs. Like yeah. they all breathe mist through their noses and all this shit, and they all like move like a- accurately and then they have like obviously little ones that are just like puppets that they puppeteer for the kids to play with and stuff and like make them look like real dinosaurs and stuff but it looks like it's gonna be like a big fucking thing this year if it's like if it's like less than 20 bucks a person i'd probably go check it out yeah and they're coming to saskatoon yeah it's yeah, coming in the next Land. couple weeks really yeah, yeah. So that just sounds a bit fucking mental. Like you yeah. could technically have an actual Jurassic Park on your hand, but with robots. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. that's the thing. It's like if Terminator was real, you'd be fucked because you. Like have I'm sure, too. I'm sure a lot of the shit that's gonna be here was used for making like Jurassic Park movies and stuff. Well, and like the same technology, yeah. they probably used something. Similar, yeah, not like actually movie props, but you know. Yeah, some mm. of the dinosaurs and stuff look good just from the videos, but yeah. it probably, as any promo video, it probably won't look as good in person. I don't know. I'm kind of skeptical. But Speaking of garbage promos, did you guys watch anything from E3? <laughs> yeah, man. I'm so stoked. On what? On the uh, Breath of the Wild sequel they announced. Anything else for normal consoles? I have no uh, idea what you're talking about. Keanu Reeves is... Uh, <laughs> Is doing Cyberpunk yeah. 2077. What, you know, what's it's a, really... It's a video game conference, Kyle, where they start to announce... They have, it's like three days where they announce all the new stuff for video yeah. games. Oh, right so on. they actually showed the Halo trailer for the new game. Yeah, fantastic. Which looks great. Didn't show a shred of gameplay. Not fucking interested. Well, the stuff that they showed is actually in the game engine. Because they're developing it for the new system, the new Xbox system, the Scarlet. So it's all going to be... It's going to be a release game for the new system. I don't know. It's nerdy shit, but... Uh, yeah, they announced... A new Zelda game, which I'm excited for. I only saw the Nintendo conference, so I haven't seen anything else. I there didn't see anything nothing. today. There was literally nothing else. 
Huh. Well, it was well, like fuck all. There was a new fucking Watch Dogs game announced, which basically looks like. Well, it started yesterday. There was nothing for uh, for Soldier Boy's um, game system. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's out of it. But there, uh, <laughs> Google's doing something similar yeah, now. I did. I did see that, and <laughs> I, I honestly, I, I've lost a lot of faith in video game companies. They're just like, hey, we're Google. We have a new console coming out that's going to have the same games as the Xbox and PlayStation, which you already own, except we're going to be remastering those games that just came out last year and releasing them for our console. And yeah. it's streaming only. And so they'll probably, they'll probably make it like, you, they'll put like little Easter eggs in it, change some shit up. Yeah. I it's, don't know, man. It's I feel like they're underestimating. Either there will be way too many people that buy it and every game will play like garbage because the amount of bandwidth they have to share. Yeah. Or no one will buy it. I don't think anybody's going to buy it. Oh, how about that Avengers game? game? Oh, mate, that looks fucking hilarious. Did you see that? Yeah. They they released a trailer for an Avengers game, Kyle. Is it still recording? Yeah, it's still recording. Oh, There's yeah. a glitch, right, that you heard? Yeah. Um, it, It's a trailer for an Avengers game, and it looks like a PC Cola version of, like, an Avengers. It's yeah. just all, like, th- this is what this is what uh, Tony Stark looks like in the game. He just looks like generic male number one. Yeah. And you're just, like, supposed to... Hulk. You're supposed to be excited for it, and it just looks like shit. Um, That's probably because they can't use the faces of uh, there was the actual people. The stuff that they showed as well, there's no fucking way that was actual gameplay. Yeah, man. And it, you it can, doesn't you look can good. Always, you can always tell when stuff isn't gameplay because it just runs way too smooth. Yeah. I don't, I'm looking at IGN right now. There wasn't really anything announced. Like, it's a no. bunch of ports for the Switch, and that's about it. There was... The <coughs> one thing that I am very excited for is Dying Light 2. Right. Yeah, you love the zombie games, right? Yeah. Well, I, I love Dying Light because it was basically just like a better version of Dead Island. Yeah. Um, I think for one of uh so if you if you don't know kyle keanu reeves also did a presentation for e3 as well for this game called cyberpunk 2077 and it's supposed to be just like a futuristic 2078 was already taken or yeah 76 (laughs) but uh (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly the joke that i made when i saw that that was the title because it's it's like why would you do that but um keanu reeves is going to be a playable character in it they announced yesterday and to announce that, they had Keanu Reeves come out to announce the release date as well. Mm. And it was, like, so, like, heartwarming yet cringy at the same time. Yeah. It's, like, so awkward. I'll have to show you the video. But um, it's it spawned, like, a whole new thing of memes now the past couple days of just yeah, Keanu being, like, check this out and shit. Yeah. And it's it's great. Like, <coughs> at, at one point in, during the con- conference... Um, Keanu goes, uh, everybody knows I love a good story and uh, scenic, scenery that's breathtaking. And somebody in the crowd yells, you're breathtaking. And then he takes a step back and he tries to be humble and he goes, no, you're breathtaking. You're all breathtaking. So that's like the new meme that's yeah. going on right like now. Like Shia LaBeouf kind of. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> like that, but it's like he's like taking over the world right now with like John Wick and stuff too. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, I think for the podcast, my friend sent me a bunch of info about Keanu Reeves life that I need to dig in because it seems like there's a lot of like really interesting stuff about this guy and if it all turns out to be true I would like to do like a life legends where I kind of tell you guys about Keanu Reeves a bit because there's some crazy shit that I've been reading about this dude I'd love to get excited about that game but yeah I don't know it seems really fucking ambitious yeah well it's been in development hell for seven years it has but it's it's also made by 
CD Project Red, I think. Right? Yeah, which Pe- people what made have the they Witcher. done? That's who. That's who. That's what they did. The Witcher Three, yeah, which was a fucking incredible game. Yeah, I haven't played it still. So so good. Like, do you guys? Do you guys think that video games are dying a bit? I don't. No, I wouldn't say. No. I think that a lot of companies have fallen into a bad habit of making the Shit. same game, yeah. but with a different name. I like, feel like, like I mean, with with like a lot of uh, like apps, um, like app games coming out and. Uh, internet games like things like that do you think no i feel like it's just reaching more in different audiences like the people who are playing mobile games aren't the same people that are going to play bioshock on the xbox yeah yeah i I just feel like there's there's too many companies pushing for that release date yeah and that's the biggest thing is it's like there's rumors have you you played no man's sky recently uh, I downloaded it after you told me that it, they made some changes, and I couldn't I, jump I back have, into I it. I have put sixteen hours into it. Sixteen in, in the last. That's it. Week. That's it. <laughs> I've been working. I put twenty hours into a fucking stupid game called Ukulele in the past week. Jesus Christ! <laughs> but they, yeah. the No Man's Sky now is where it should have been at release date. Yeah, but because another company got its hands on it and pushed this very small indie developer to release it, it was an ambitious idea too. Though it it was an ambitious idea, and I was so excited for it, and I was really, really, really sad for what's his face, um, Sean Murray, when it released because he just he couldn't show his face because everyone was so angry with it. Right. So, Kyle, but do you know No Man's? Do you know what No Man's Sky is? I'm guessing it's a video game. Do you want to explain to Kyle why it was so ambitious? So the and reason the why I guess? it was so ambitious is because it was essentially a procedurally generated universe with something like 18 quintillion planet-sized planets to explore. Like, genuinely... So it's been in the makes for a long time then? Or they just... No, they, they, just, they, they found an algorithm that would just randomly generate things? So basically, you can, you can find a planet... But nothing on that planet exists until you land and find it. That's fucked up. So you can find this planet, conquer it, plant, like build stuff on it, whatever, and then leave. And it's it's an online universe, so there's a chance you could, there's a very slim chance you yeah. could run into another player. Uh, but they could find your planet and see all the stuff that you've done. But it, like it's a continuously generating universe. Yeah. So you're constantly like star warping and stuff and like it's it's such a strange idea for a game and it's an interesting concept but it's like the creatures randomly generate too so it's yeah. like you'll go to one planet and it'll be a bunch of fluffy little bunnies that are super cute and then you'll go to the next planet and it'll be like a T-Rex that's flying with a unicorn horn and bunny ears because that's just how the algorithm generated it. Yeah, it's fucking amazing but you can like you can dig underground. So do you like you can like build shit shit like you get uh, materials you, and well, stuff. You have to or? you have to harvest resources. So okay. or, or you can play every, on creative mode and just fucking go ham, which I've been doing. Yeah. Every and it planet is has so fun. Has its own like resources. So if you need like a certain type of metal, you can kind of see the percentage of metals in that planet and go there and try and get it. But there's so, like it it generates its own environment too. So if you land there and you don't have any suit or anything built for yourself, and that planet's atmosphere has no oxygen and yeah. acid rain. Yeah. You die, basically. And then there was you, like, you get fucking crazy weather, like a, just a straight up firestorm. 
and it just randomly generates. <clears throat> so yeah. you'll be walking on a planet and there'll be acid pouring on you. Yeah. It's 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 such a like interesting idea for a game, but and I was excited when I bought it, but playing it I was kind of like yeah, there I was genuinely maybe when it first came out four hours absolute maximum before you started getting really fucking bored Hmm. and i agree with that but i think the biggest issue is because you have to you have to find all the supplies and work hard for the supplies so for me before i could even leave leave a planet i had to spend 16 hours getting enough materials to fix my ship that crashed on the planet which is why i'm playing on creative mode and then i flew to one of the warp spaces and then it was like, okay, well, which planet do you want to go to? And all of them had, like, <laughs> acid rain and shit, and I had no things to fix my yeah. stuff. And once you leave your planet, it's, like, almost impossible to get back to it. So even if I wanted to go back to do it... Yeah. The, the good thing about it now is that there's, there's vehicles that you can make, there's bases that you can create, and it always marks your home base. And then whenever you go to a space station, there's also a portal inside the space station where you can teleport back to whichever planet you've built a base on. Hmm. It does sound interesting, but it sounds like you'd have to spend a lot of time playing That's this game thing. to get there good is, at it. There's still so alone. much in it that I it's have. It's alone, too. Like yeah. You're well, spending all that time building stuff by yourself, yeah. no interactions. Well, and you have to find languages, too. That's another yeah, cool the thing. The thing with that is that you can now join a random player's game. Really? And also, you know the the portals that were shown in the trailer? Right. And then when you found them when it first came out, they were just not working. Right. Like, you you would approach them and nothing would happen. Mm -hmm. So now you can actually get the coordinates for the planet that you're on and, like, put them online. (laughs) So there's people online that have built, like, crazy fucking bases on these planets that they've found a portal on. And you can, like, teleport to it and dick around with it. That'd be cool. Yeah, man. Yeah, one of the things, too, is um, to communicate with the aliens and stuff. They all speak their own language. And if you go to, like, a galaxy where they speak a language and you don't know any of it, you have to basically go onto the planet and dig up architecture and study and, like, try and learn the language on your own before you can actually communicate with them. Most of it's just guesswork. like real life, in a sense, except it's a video game. Like, you have to earn everything. The, The thing that amazes me is that the planets themselves are genuinely the size of actual planets. I feel like for me to play something like that, I'd have to be like, okay, I'm taking off three weeks of work and <laughs> I'm just going to literally well, that's the sit thing and play is this you can't, fucking game. I mean, I've, I've been playing it while listening to a playlist called um, New Retro Wave and getting <laughs> super baked. And it, it is honestly so fucking chill. And just staring <laughs> off into space. <laughs> I was literally. like, I'll fly out into space and just be like, oh. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, maybe maybe on the next episode we'll be able to update listeners with uh, some more E3 stuff if anything develops, if anybody's yeah. interested in that. Because I'm always interested in new shit, but the thing yeah. is, is they're mostly just announcing ports and stuff. And yeah, remakes. and it's everything they announce is just you know the the CGI trailer. Yeah, and, and it's you, no, you can, no and from what play. I've learned, you can never fucking trust that, especially not Ubisoft pieces yeah. of shit. <laughs> fuck meme every single game yeah downgrade fuck you yeah Watch Dogs is gonna be so good um <clears throat> we like to talk about trailers as well that we watch and I made these guys watch some trailers um the first one that we watched was called Changeland starring Seth Green and Macaulay Culkin and uh Brecken Meyer um 
I, I like all three of those guys in their own movies, but this one I'm not sure how I feel about. You like Macaulay Culkin in anything but Home Alone? Yeah, I've seen him and his brother in some things that. All right. He's an interesting actor. He's a bit um, skeletal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they probably just brought him to the movie because he was like, I'll supply the cocaine. <laughs> did, yep. did this trailer make any connection with you, Kyle? Or, like, do you uh, remember anything about this by chance? Yeah, like, I, I'd, I'd probably watch it. Are you asking, like, something specific you, I should yeah. have picked up on? Have, have, did you listen to the Seth Green episode of Dax Shepard's podcast? Yeah, yeah. This is the movie that he was talking about that he was making that he was writing and directing. Oh, right on. Yeah, where he says he goes to Thailand after a breakup... And he falls in love with um, gotcha. one of the locals. I, want, I wonder if uh, if Dax is going to be in it then. Yeah, because he know. was he was asking for a cameo or something. I remember. But yeah, that, so that's why I saw this trailer and I was like, oh, this might be interesting. Yeah. Um, it, it looks okay. Like I I'd, I'd probably watch it. I don't I don't think I'd go to it in theaters, but I think yeah. it would be a slow burning movie with some funny parts. Like the like it's kind of like a hangover movie, you know? Yeah. How do you feel about it, Patrick? Yeah, I probably wouldn't go watch it in theaters. And I don't like watching stuff in theaters that doesn't make me have a fucking prolapse, you know. Right. <laughs> it's 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 tough for me because I like Seth Green's writing. Like I I really like um, Robot Chicken. Like I think he's a funny guy. Yeah. And he's got like a he's mind interesting for humor. Too, yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. Like a, a it's kind of like a drama, a drama comedy. Yeah. And That's I'm, what I'm, I'm saying. Not sure. like, it's not I really my type of thing. I think it'll be uh, it, it'll be more of a drama than a comedy, but it does look like um, it's kind of like uh, fuck what's like forgetting Sarah Marshall, you know? Yeah, which it goes through I a breakup, liked, fucking quite a still bit, goes on the on the honeymoon or whatever yeah. the fuck it is. And <laughs> have yeah. you seen that one, Patrick? Yeah, that one's a really good like movie. That like that one, that one's straight up comedy though, like really good movie. Oh, well, there's some sad moments in that yeah. movie though. And some awkward moments, but yeah, yeah that was Changeland, um, the second movie. I, these are all trailers that I just kind of threw together the, a month ago when I thought we were going to watch this movie. So there's probably been better trailers since, but I haven't had time to find any. But the second movie is called In Fabric. Uh, the reason I picked this one is it's the studio A24. It's the same one that did Hereditary and The Witch and yeah. uh, all those cool art house horror movies. Yeah, no, I think this one's a bit too far <laughs> that way for me. I think it's uh I when I when I was watching it it made me feel like they were trying to go back to the eighties and make an eighties horror. Well that's like sixties like, almost. Well yeah. like where where like an inanimate object comes back to haunt and kill. Yeah. Well, or like, or like that movie, the the one where the tire fucking rubber. That <laughs> one know. came out like a couple years. No, ago, I know, but, but it's like you know, it's just. Yeah. Well, they referenced uh, David Lynch and uh, Dar Dario Argento, so it's like kind of art housey, like Suspiria type vibes that they're going for. But yeah. that stuff's not really my thing. But I thought I'd show you guys this just in case. It looks. It's about a killer dress. If anybody's yeah. wondering, it's mm -hmm. called In Fabric. So. I don't know. We'll have to see how the reviews are when it comes out. I might give it a watch, depending. But oh, Patrick! Actually, I was going to ask you: Have you been watching anything since you got your Shutter no, subscription? No, I've watched one thing on it. Really? And that was what I spoke about the last time we did a podcast. I haven't watched a single other thing on that. Thing. Can you can you share your passcode for that? Like, can you have like watching on different TVs? I don't know. I'd assume so, but you'd have to have his email information and stuff yeah. too. No, because, uh, like, uh, Tori's sister, 
that was on here. Yeah. Um, she got it, and she's been watching a lot of stuff, and she said it, that I it's, should check it's it out. Fi- it's five bucks, and you can get, like, a f- five-week free trial. Yeah. So I, I, in, it's in almost f- worth doing. In five weeks, I'd probably watch one thing on there. <laughs> there's there's enough stuff on there that if you actually were like if you had time to just sit down and watch something horror related you'd find something easily there's yeah, so yeah. much on there that's but i like don't watch quality. horror stuff at home right right yeah I actually one thing i have been watching is more graveyard cars <laughs> <laughs> and what's Which that is, about oh that's like that uh one that me and dad watched that's all like mopars oh yeah being restored but they're doing the christine car right now Oh, that's a good movie. Have yeah. you seen that one, Patrick? The what? Christine. No. Stephen King's Christine, where the car, killer car. It's a John Carpenter car. movie. Yeah. It's a pretty goofy movie, but... There, like there's movie. there's some there's some really good, uh, like, just the wording that they use in a lot of scenes that they took out of the book is pretty fucking funny. Yeah. And, like, vulgar and stuff, but yeah. Um, so the, the last trailer that we watched is for a movie called The Kitchen. Uh, it's starring Melissa McCarthy and uh, one of my most hated people right now, Tiffany Haddish. Uh, don't go calling me a racist. It has nothing to do with her race. I just find her severely annoying as a human being. Um, I don't know if you guys know Tiffany Haddish. No, why is she annoying? Was I've that the blonde a, one? No, she's the, uh, she's the annoying girl that was in that new Kevin Hart movie. I don't know. Uh, I've never seen it. She was in Keanu. I don't know if you've guys seen that one. That's yeah. the Keen Peel movie. I like that movie. Yeah, oh, she's she's like the main girl that they. Oh, the undercover. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who's the blonde she, one in in this movie? Like, uh, she, I can't. It's she, something what's she from? Mo- Moss. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know too much about her, but she was um like she looks familiar. I can't, and I know it's like a movie I've seen a couple times that she was in. Yeah, she was the girlfriend of the main. Well, the, the kind of main character for um, Get Him to the Greek. Have you ever seen that? Right. Uh, yeah. Who's yeah. in that one? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. With, uh, is it uh, Jonah Hill? Yeah. Yeah. Jonah Hill's girlfriend in it. She's the right. nurse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Elizabeth Moss is her name. Um, let's just see. Let's pull up her credits. She's in The Handmaid, Handmaid's Tale. She's in Us. Um, she's in Mad Men. She's in a lot of shit, so... Yeah. Oh, she is in Us, yeah. Uh, but the kitchen looks interesting to me. I don't know. What do you guys think? It's a different take on, on like... Uh, is it, is it, would it be DC? Yeah, it's, it's a DC, DC spinoff, so it's yeah. like Vertigo is the, the... It's like their R-rated comic yeah. section. Um, <clears throat> so the synopsis for the kitchen is when gangster husbands wind up in prison in the... T- 1970s their wives take over their organization and become hell's kitchen's most powerful mobsters so i don't know if you guys got that from the trailer because i fucking didn't i did i i figured it out i figured that that the women were criminals apparently from what the way what they were saying and that they were just trying to take the power back from the men i don't fucking know it looks a bit garbage to be honest really it looks interesting to me i mean it's a that's a weird character for melissa mccarthy though yeah it seems like way too serious but I th- I don't know. I think she's super underrated as an actress, to be no, honest. No, I, I like I I do think she can pull it off. It's just a weird character to see, right? Like, watch her yeah, play. Not the usual thing she'd have been yeah. casted as. Yeah. All right. Well, we've been talking for a half hour. Those are the three movies that you guys can keep an eye out for, and uh, <laughs> our E three coverage, I guess. Yeah. Uh, we're about to go watch School of Rock, and uh, let's do some pre-show questions quick, Patrick. 
I know Kyle's seen this movie before, but Patrick, have you seen this movie? Yeah, dude. When's the last time you guys have watched School of Rock? Yesterday. I, I wouldn't put it past you with your fucking track record. He's <laughs> 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 like, oh, fuck, we're watching School of Rock? No, at least, um, at least two days ago. <laughs> so it's been a while? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, don't, I can't think of the last time, but it was probably like a year ago or something. God but, damn but, it, but Kyle. But there was one, there <laughs> was one time <laughs> there was one time that it was on TV and it kept playing over and over again and I just fucking left it on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is one of those movies that they play all the time. Um, do you guys think you'll like this movie on rewatching? Yeah, probably. Yeah. What were you guys' feelings the first time that you watched it? The first couple times you guys know, liked it? I was it? like fucking eight years old. Well, I mean, like, overall, do you like this movie so far before we go into it? Yeah. <laughs> I just remember th- I just remember <laughs> thinking, like, like, Jack Black is a fucking god. <laughs> like, he, he's just an amazing character yeah. in this movie. He's such an incredibly talented guy as yeah. well. Like, unbelievably talented. And, well, and like, just lovable for well, some fucking reason he's got that about him, you know? We'll dive into that a lot more after we watch the oh, movie. Oh, yeah, I'm excited jump, for the fucking trivia. Jump into Tenacious D, which also, I don't think Kyle's seen. I, I mm. thought of this. Why are we calling it trivia? That, that'd be like asking questions. Uh, because it's... To be like facts? <clears throat> no, I, I call it trivia because that's what it's listed under on the IMDb page. Yeah. It's trivia under IMDb. All right. I just wanted to clear that up. I figured that was, that's, that's what was going yeah, on. But. Yeah, I'm sure from <laughs> the way that you asked that, I, I'm positive that's how you thought yeah, about it. You're a clever dude. <laughs> oh, fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go watch School of Rock, and don't forget, the legend of the rent was way hardcore. Yeah, it's, it's pretty high. All right, we are back, and uh, we just watched The School of Rock. Big fan of The School of Rock. It came out in 2003, back when I was a young little lad. Uh, <laughs> also, St. Louis won uh, Stanley Cup. Oh, really? That, yeah. that was done already? Yeah. Nice. What, what well was done. the score? 4-1, I think. Jesus Christ, that's a right. blowout for a final game. All right, so Saskatchewan's team, bro. School of Rock, let's get into this. Um, do either of you guys regret watching this movie? Nah. Eh. Really? No. no. <laughs> uh, so then, Kyle, we'll go with you then. Uh, what would you rate this movie 1 to 5? Oh, I haven't thought about that yet. Patrick, have you thought about it at all? So about what? <laughs> what you'd rate this movie 1 to 5? Five. 5. Really? Holy, just going all in. Yeah. Are you high, or are you just feeling good? Nah, I'm just... uh, Yeah, that movie made me feel real nice, man. Yeah. This this movie is such a feel-good movie. Every time I watch it, I just... I can't help but, like, turn it off with a smile. Like, no matter what's happening in my life, if this movie's on TV, it makes me feel better. So I'm going to be with Patrick on this one with with a five as well, I think. It's just one of those movies that, like, you cannot watch for several years... And go back to, and it's just a guarantee. It's the same. Though, a guarantee. If none of us had been in a band, it would have been like a solid four. <sighs> I don't know, man. So, okay. So our rating scale for five is perfect movie. Could watch once a year. You know what? I'm I, gonna give it a five. Also, I think I could watch this <laughs> straight across the board, man. I could watch this three times a year, <laughs> and I probably have. 
this, like this is going to be the movie that I sit down and show my kids one day. Oh, and I'm going to be yeah. there like. Bad. I can't. This is just makes me so excited to watch Tenacious D because, like, well, Jack Black has a YouTube channel now too that I watch every week where he does he does gamings and he does behind the scenes with footage and some of his personal stuff and it's just so entertaining seeing Jack Black do stuff like this. Dude is probably one of the most entertaining people on the planet, mm. and I don't think there's any getting around that. Um, but yeah, so solid fives around the board. That's yep. the first time. Um, oh man, how many times do you guys think you've seen this movie though? Like Kyle said, he he's just left it on for days. I've, I've seen it at least four or five times. Oh, now, I, now I'm I'm above a dozen times. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I'm I'm probably close to ten. I'd say it, it's it's weird because there's things in this movie still that I'm watching it years later and I'm still picking up on. Like, there's one scene in particular that I laughed pretty hard at where <laughs> the principal comes in and Jack Black's pouring himself some coffee and he pours it on his arm <laughs> and he burns himself. And uh, he, he just grabs a scoop of butter and rubs just it on starts his head. rubbing <laughs> butter on his head. It's and cold. It, it killed cold. me, man. Like, it's still, like, some of the jokes still hold up. And one of the greatest jokes in any movie ever, I'm going to say this out, out front, is the, uh, the, the most sincere moment of the movie as well. <laughs> where they're at a parent-teacher conference. Uh, all the parents are in the room, and they find out that Dewey, Jack Black's character, is actually not, in fact, Ned Schneebly, the substitute teacher, um, but just a random guy that's been hanging out with their kids and teaching them music. And he says, quite frankly, your kids have touched me. And I believe I've touched them too. <laughs> and there's like a pause. And then you just, there's the camera pans to the parents' faces. And watching these parents one by one slowly come to the realization is one of like the best physical comedy setups I've seen in a, like probably any movie. Like that's the perfect peak of just like having 20 people react one by one. Like yeah, it's so good. Um, is there anything about this movie that you guys don't like, though? Honestly, no. It's weird. It's fucking wild. I forgot how incredible this shit was, man. It's one of those movies you can you can leave on, and even if you're not in the mood for it or anything, you can still sit through it, and I don't think you can find anything. It's, there's to... something about Jack Black in this movie where you just cannot take your fucking eyes off <sighs> of him. In any anything, man, <laughs> that guy's just mesmerizing. Just even the scenes where it's like just a conversation. Somehow, there's just an unbelievable amount of energy. Right, and, and the thing is, too, I think the world is like very familiar now with Jack Black as the character that he is. Um, but School of Rock came out in 2003, and I think the only other movie I can think of before that was Orange County. Um, and he played a small role and it was nothing like Jack Black. So it's like, this was probably one of the first movies that he got to basically play himself. And I think the world kind of fell in love with him mm. because of it. And just like his musical talent and stuff, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> okay. So my microphone got really loud there. Sorry. Um, so, School of Rock came out in 2003, starring Jack Black and Mike White as Ned, 
Schneebly, the real Ned Schneebly. Uh, Mike White also wrote this movie, and he oh. also wrote the movie Orange County, which is the other one Jack Black was in. Um, this movie was directed by Richard Linklater. Does that name ring a bell for either of you guys? Nope. What was it? Richard Linklater. No idea. Uh, he is the director of A Scanner Darkly. It's like a weird reality animated movie with Keanu Reeves. And also Bad News Bears. You guys hear about that one? It's a baseball movie about a bunch of kids being taught to play baseball by a fucking shithead. No. He's like a drunk who starts to teach kids how to play baseball. (laughs) No. It's very similar to this, actually. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. Um, So, we don't regret watching it. Straight fives across the board. But let's see what other people say. Um, IMDb, this has a 7.1 out of 10. Uh, Common Sense Something has a 4 out of 5. And Rotten Tomatoes, it's at 91%. And 94% of Google users liked this movie. So that's actually pretty high ratings for this movie. Uh, the budget for this movie was about $35 million U.S. And it made about 81 in the box office. So uh, this movie did pretty good. Um, are you guys familiar with any of the other School of Rock stuff that's going on after this movie came out? No. Um, so School of Rock was turned into a musical on Broadway. Hmm. Uh, so I think to this day it's still a musical on Broadway. That's one thing that Fuck. I I would I wouldn't mind seeing if I they would put love like a to go see that. if they put like a DVD or something out of the performance. I would I would probably buy it. Just can to you see imagine it. getting like a nice buzz going and then going to watch that shit live? How fucking yeah, giddy would all be? Um, just yeah. One thing I'd like to look <laughs> into is to see if Jack Black actually wrote any of the music for this. Because when you guys asked that night, I have no idea about that. Um, that'd be something one yeah. of us could maybe look into. I'm sure, I'm sure he helped with a lot of it, but because yeah, that dude like he's an improv master. So I b- I bet some of the stuff he improvised, mm-hmm. but uh, some of the written stuff is uh, almost so well written that it, it. I don't know, man. <laughs> Jack Black's just a songwriting master. Um, so School of Rock was also picked up by, I think either Nickelodeon or Disney for a TV series as well. And I think it's on either Netflix or Amazon right now. So if you guys are interested in that, I might check it out just out of curiosity. It's probably shit. But um, it probably, but I might <laughs> I might see how it is. Um, but yeah. Um, so other than that, we'll go into some in-depth reviews. Um, there's one. It's a 5 out of 10 that I'm going to read a little later. So we can dive into the movie a little bit more. It's a bit longer. But the guy dives into some pretty solid points that uh, I think we should touch on. Uh, so who's got the 1 out of 10 review? Patrick, I think. Maybe, yeah. Uh, All right, Kyle, how about you go first with the 10 then? I just realized the that the, the game that I made is actually still a draft text message to you. So I now can't see any of the oh. things that you said. Oh, because you were going to send it to me? Yeah. Instead of like writing it all down in a notepad like okay. a normal human being? Well, how about you suck a dick real quick <laughs> and I'll paste this into someone else's conversation. Guy- listeners, right. just so you know that's how often Patrick texts me is we haven't seen each other for about a month <laughs> and he's been working on this game that whole time. So Fuck <laughs> just, you. Just throwing that out there. Alright, so do you want to just go dick. go from 10 down? Yeah, we'll go, we'll go 10, 1, and right. then I'll do 5 last because there's some stuff here that I kind of want to talk about that'll lead into a discussion a little right bit. On. All right, so this one's the 10 out of 10 from Disney Emily um, from October 2006. 
She says, I loved it. I loved the movie. I thought it was very inspiring for younger kids uh, like me who have big dreams. <laughs> I've always wanted to be an actress in the movie, so it's good for people like me that want to make it in the big times and don't know how and don't think I have the quality to do that, but the movie made me get a feeling inside me saying that I can do it Mm. If I put my mind to it, with no punctuation in the whole entire thing. Right. And the name was Disney Emily, so we can assume this is a kid. Yeah. But the reason I picked that that review is because I, I think this is a movie that I think is probably one of the, um, I would say, most important movies for up-and-coming songwriters, potentially. And yeah, musicians, man. because even watching this movie when I was younger, it made me want to just pick up the guitar and keep practicing. Yeah, it's inspiring for sure. Um, I remember this had a big part in me um, wanting to try and play bass. Right, I remember that. And you started learning Sex Pistols and stuff. Yeah, um, it didn't go very far because I sucked, but yeah. Well, you didn't practice hard <laughs> enough, right? Yeah. Well, I, I, I like never thought of playing guitar as practicing. I, yeah, I, I never I, sat I mean, down there's, and there's said, that, I'm going to practice. I definitely, the first few years of me playing guitar, I grinded it out. I did practice. It was like th- at school I practiced and at home I practiced. But it was, it didn't, it was practice, but it was like more so practicing learning stuff. Like um, another big thing around this time that came out that made a lot of people want to start playing instruments was uh, Guitar Hero. Yeah. So it was between School of Rock and the songs from Guitar Hero, I started learning stuff. Like, just the simple riffs, like Smoke on the Water that they were playing. It's like, anybody can learn that. And you feel so yeah. proud of yourself the, when you can play that. The first song I ever independently learned was Blue Orchid by the White Stripes. Oh, yeah. And it's a fucking riff, man. Yeah, uh, Icky Thump was one of mine. Oh, that's a jam as well, yeah. Uh, yeah, White what? Stripes was that's a, a good, good starting point, starter band. Yeah. yeah. Um, Seven Nation Army, pretty much everybody oh, yeah. I know learned how to play that but right away. But played it the wrong way, right? Well, because they played it single string and you're yeah. supposed to play it with chords. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it's, just, it's just cool that there was things like this around that time that came out that, you know, there's a whole generation of musicians now that yeah. exist probably solely because of a couple things that came out around yeah, this man. time. Like, if you don't get a buzz watching the end of that movie... Like, if you don't sit there like, fucking, this is so good. Yeah, just fucking ripping the whole thing. Right. Like, it just, <laughs> yeah. it, you just, you feel like you're so into it when you watch it. Like, yeah. that that whole, like, I know it was obviously, like, a pre-recorded song, but just the way that they managed to play it out at the yeah. end was so good. The thing, too, though, is is the, the awesome thing about this movie is all these kids actually learned their instruments, yeah. and they actually yeah. played these songs. And that's even more inspiring as a kid because you see these kids actually accomplished it. Where if you see like adults and rock stars playing guitar, that seems so far away and it seems yeah. like you have so much work ahead of you before you get to that point. Yeah. But if you see a 10-year-old kid playing guitar and they say it only took them three weeks to get to that point, it makes you so like passionate to just put your all into it. That's it. I think it, it does make a difference when you start trying to learn though. Yeah. Like if you if you start if you pick up a guitar super early, yeah, you will fucking fly by the time you're like fifteen. 16 but you have years to old. you have to want to practice though. That's the thing. When you're a kid, yeah. you want to hang out with your friends. I, I, I got hooked on learning songs that I liked. 
right and like playing along to the songs that i liked and it wasn't necessarily the right thing that i was playing but like <laughs> it was in key but because i wasn't necessarily playing the right thing now i can pretty much play over any bit of music right because your mistakes are kind of like stand out to you a little bit so yeah. you memorize them and then you can kind of learn things by ear quicker that way that's it yeah i, I mean i haven't looked at tabs for years now i i have probably like once a year i just looked at a tab just to be like oh i wonder what that chord is that they play yeah. you know for, but for, for the most chords, part it's sometimes i struggle but i've got a relatively decent understanding somehow now I, you know, I learned chords from a band called Eternity Forever, right? I remember you showing me this. Fucking unbelievable band. But I heard it and I was like, i got to fucking learn that. Yeah. And I, I remember watching this guy play it on YouTube and I was like, how am I going to learn this? This is fucking <laughs> stupid. It was like chord, lead fill, tap, back into another chord. They're playing uh, four guitar parts at once, yeah, essentially. It's unreal. But like learning that song gave me a way better understanding of chords in general right and 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 i'm like i'm weird when it comes to that because i've been playing guitar on and off for seven eight almost ten years probably yeah and uh more than that it's it's weird because it's like i still wouldn't be able to tell you half the chords people play or half the chords that i'm playing i couldn't tell you i wouldn't even tell you a note oh maybe i'm playing an a5 power chord i don't know i haven't like looked at that since like 10 years ago but it's like now i'm starting to get an appreciation for different kinds of music like jazz jazz chords and stuff and like there's there's such cool progressions out there that you start to develop into um, that when i discovered ben howard and mm. like finger picking finger picking and acoustic, and acoustic stuff acoustic right stuff yeah and just like alternate tunings and all that kind of stuff like that blew my fucking mind it's crazy but i think I, I played one of the songs that i'd written one of the first times that you came over to yeah. ours that's like probably one of the best things i've ever written and like, i shit a brick <laughs> <laughs> you made me want to quit playing guitar again because i've been playing so fucking long and you were playing shit that i couldn't even comprehend that's why i quit bass that's, yeah. why, that's why dad quit guitar i yeah. fucking <laughs> loved playing bass man there, there's something about like if you're enthusiastic enough to make it your own you can really make bass like an effective part of a song yeah see when i went into it i was like like just watching school of rock i was like that oh, looks easy i can do that and i was, and I was like i yeah. liked sex pistols and i was like, well, this, was is like the, this is the thing kyle picked up the bass i guitar. could be fucked up like sid vicious like <laughs> kyle picked up the bass guitar and in the first month he was trying to learn rancid tabs <laughs> on bass and if anybody hey man, knows i fucking rancid, played that one song over and over and over again <laughs> if anybody knows rancid rancid is one of the most complex bass players it was like the songs that i i chose to learn were like blink 182 which is like their fucking pretty basic bass player is is like a second guitar mm. and then fucking rancid those were and green day i think too and like mm-hmm. those were the songs that i like bands that i chose to try and learn and i did it through tabs that's how yeah. i learned but I, I think that really helps because if you if you get guitar lessons and someone gives you a bit of music to go home and learn it's like homework but yeah right. and but like, if you if you like if you learn that rancid song and then I your mates come on over it. and you start fucking ripping yeah. through the bass line and they're like oh fuck you well, no, that, dude, that's, that's the thing sick. like i could do it it's just i couldn't do it as fast and i i i'm not uh uh like 
like same with like drumming like i can't i can't do my hands and my feet at the same time it's it's like, hard you know, for you to concentrate on what you're playing and keeping rhythm at the yeah, same time i've like noticed I, I, that's been an issue yeah and that and that's why like i just but that's something you can work through and yeah, that's the thing is i, I think just, everybody has those stutters at first yeah. but it's it's such a bad habit to break the the one thing i like super struggled with was um so stuff like that um acdc song you shook me all night long yeah so like playing it with power chords i remember learning the actual chords for it and i learned all the chords could play all the chords fine but fuck me it took me ages to actually transition between the chords yeah i could play them all individually at five second intervals yeah and <laughs> i did the same thing like in in high school i um i took a guitar class just for an elective because i thought it would be easy to do whatever yeah and basically all you did is they taught you like how to basic read chords um and the gc yeah shit like that and then um like it was just a one like a half a year so like a one semester thing it was pretty simple and you knew from first the first day like you're all you had to do was play a song you can do it with someone else in the class and that and if you made it through the song then you pass right mm -hmm. and me and my one buddy who he wasn't really good at guitar either didn't know and we played a fucking all-time low song nice. really shitty fucking um acoustic song we both played it on acoustic and we like two weeks before we we were supposed to do it we sat down we're like hey you're gonna play these chords and i'm gonna play these chords and we fucking bullshitted our way through it <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad but yeah we made it through and yeah actually the other day he texted me and he was like hey man this heard this song reminded me of you and sent me the link to it <laughs> i i had an awesome guitar teacher in in high school well i had two guitar teachers one was kind of made me want to quit playing because he was so strict with reading and theory and stuff and i hated it he he was so passionate though that i, I kept trying to like learn a song to impress him he was like an older man yeah um but he's been doing it so so long that he knew he was doing and i think that was the biggest reason why i kept practicing but um the end of high school i had an awesome teacher as well he was almost like a few years older than us he was like a fairly new guitar teacher and he came in and he said every everybody's like okay well what do we have books to learn from like are we going to learn what classical song this year and he's like no every person pick one song on guitar that you would like to learn i'll sit down with you guys individually we'll go through it and we'll see if we can learn it by the end of the semester and then you guys can play that for me. And depending on your guitar skill level, we'll find something that's more difficult or whatever. But I want you guys to be able to learn what you want to learn and music that you like. Yeah, man. That's it. That's it makes such a deal. difference. Yeah, like, it does. Could you, okay, do you remember, I, I think it was like uh, a class that everyone had to do. Like it was part of curriculum when we were younger, but we had to, everyone had flutes or uh, recorders, a recorder. And you had to go, per, like, that was part of your, your yeah, it was school just music fees. class. You had to do it. And it was, like, just a, it wasn't, like, maybe a half an hour class a day. It's like, it was, uh, it it was, was like, short. It was, like, twice a week. Was it? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know if you had anything like that. Like, we, no, that I, would have um, been, like, grade three to three, six or four, something, like something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, so in England, you get, um, you do, like, your basic secondary education, but then you get to pick a set of... GCSEs that you do mm -hmm. so you get to pick a set of subjects 
<clears throat> and I didn't get music as an option because I wasn't good enough. Yes. Oh, yeah. Me too, actually. See, see yeah. this was... I wanted to learn bass so bad, this but was we like couldn't something afford a bass guitar. This was something that was like everyone did. You're, it's just your whole class went to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. we, we, I was... I'm looking back on it, really quite sad that wasn't a very big thing. Cause it, I just remember I, I playing like hot cross buns all the time yeah, on fucking right. recorders. Mary just, had like, literally, that's man. what it was. Yeah. But, like, could you imagine... If you went into that class, like every you had say twenty people in your class, twenty kids, mm-hmm. they go into a class and Jack Black is your teacher. I bet you five of them will come out musicians. Yeah, no like doubt. you know what I mean. He's a teacher like that would be freaking incredible to have. Yeah, man. I feel like I feel like music is such an important thing in school as well. Like for me, if I if I would have been able to have more opportunities and funding and stuff, I feel like that was my biggest downfall with music in elementary school was it was like, you could play bass guitar, but you have to be able to pay the $250 upfront fee to rent it. But look at, look at like a trombone. That's like $180. And I'm like, if I would have learned saxophone back then, you better fucking believe I'd be shredding the saxophone. I don't know, man. Look at all the people that we know that played like a, an instrument or played in band, none of them are doing anything with music anymore. I know quite a few. Really? I know a lot of people that went to school for music at the U of S and everything. The the issue that most people get stuck on is the, the theory and the music reading. And I think a lot of people, it's just like math. Not everybody's good at math. And not everybody's good at reading music. And I'm, I suck at reading music. I can't do it. And that's why I learn things by ear. But if I had the opportunity to learn how to play a saxophone, like even now, part of me is like, I'll be like perusing Amazon late at night, two in the morning when I'm drunk or something and be like, oh, it's only 300 um, bucks. I tried learning (laughs) uh, violin. Oh, yeah. And it was, I knew where the notes were Mm -hmm. and I could do the scales. It's it's similar tuning to um, a mandolin. Okay. Not like, not too different from that. But it's... just the process you have to go through to actually get the notes to not sound like shit. Right, there's so like a hard. vibration and an angle you yeah. have to hold your But like bow. even, you know, when you um, like vibrato a string on a guitar, mm-hmm. even on, on violin, it's way fucking different. You, you don't sort of do that. You have to do that. Right, you're vibrating the neck, like not the string. You're like jerking a micropenis. That's just <laughs> literally the motion that you've got to do. Such a tiny little like... Oh, so what you're saying is I could learn this pretty quickly then? Yeah, no doubt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but like even the um, even the bow, because you know when you you're like picking strings on a guitar, yeah. Unless you're like hammering on the same string, or fucking some people can sweep pick and all that sort of shit. You are like pretty much picking every note, right? Thereabouts. But like on a fucking violin, you could do a hundred fucking 20 notes with just one sweep of the bow that's crazy man yeah and like every angle gets a different string as well and you have to be so like precise with it and i I just don't know how people they're just fucking shredding on a violin it's it's a pretty incredible instrument Mm. i feel like i feel like the world would be such a better place if everybody had easy access to instruments yeah honestly and i think I, i know for a fact that music has shaped me as a person i think we need more things like school of rock though to to give that feeling to people and that ambition and drive to try and and learn some stuff because like when's what's the last like big musical thing out there that shows 
how to play instruments or showcases anybody can do it. Like, there really isn't any. Like, we have Bohemian Rhapsody and stuff like that, but it's more so people who were, like, destined to be... There was Whiplash, but... Whiplash is an unreal movie, though. So good. But that's another... That that one deterred me from playing music. (laughs) It's it's a It's a drumming movie with... um, What's his name? I, I Miles Teller. This. Yeah, I, I would highly recommend. It's one of that. the best. Um, if you want to know what playing music would be like for, like a university program. Okay. It's one of the best depictions of that, but it's also like mental. Like it's another level of stress. Just yeah. watching it, you you watch that movie. I think and you're I like, remember how? reading a post about it from uh, uh, Joey. Yeah, and you can, like, watch that movie, and, and your brain will be like, how do people go through this process and not break as a human being from, the like, the pressure, mm-hmm. the tension, the stress, and just working? Like, if you're off by the tiniest note, your your teacher is somebody who has perfect timing and perfect pitch, and if you're off the tiniest bit, they're like, okay, you've been practicing drum for drums for, like, 18 years and you think you got it perfect well you just missed that note I'm pulling you off the fucking team and now you're going to have to practice again for another year to prove to me that you're not going to miss that note again that you're not a role or that you're a robot and then they throw somebody else in there to replace you until they fuck up then they keep doing that it's it's unreal pressure because you have to like prove time and time again that you're the best musician in the room and the the stuff that blows my mind about those kind of bands is that they're literally playing it as they're reading it. Right. And I can't do that with which shit. Which is fucking crazy. Yeah, that's crazy too. Like if you I've seen lots of videos where like a person will be playing it or a band will be playing and all of a sudden they'll like pull the music like sheet away and put something else in front of them and they'll just literally play it. Yeah. Without knowing what it is at all. Like that's that's an incredible it's skill too. It's fucking nuts. But yeah. ha- like that's that's, <laughs> that's like practice. Decades and, yeah. worth of practice. Yeah. There's a guy on YouTube. His name's Adam Neely. Have you heard of this guy, Patrick? No. Uh, he's a he's a mainly a bass player, but he he kind of ta- he talks about music theory and stuff. He dumbs it down for like the layman. Uh, I've been li- watching his videos a little bit here and there, but he also does things where he um, just performs with random bands all over New York once in a while. He's like a session musician for like live shows. And it's, it's cool. Like seeing this guy come in and having to learn the music with the band half an hour before you play it with people that he's never met before. And he does like vlogs of him doing this stuff. It's super interesting. If anybody's interested in that stuff, like whiplash and stuff, Adam Neely is a, a channel to check out. This guy is super interesting. Um, I, it all, I'm also like blown away by uh, like lots of uh, singers that have like perfect pitch and stuff like that. Oh yeah! Like, did you watch that David Dobrik vlog with Charlie Puth? Yeah, Charlie Puth. Like, have you have you do you know anything about him? Yeah, yeah. Like he's fucking. He's got perfect pitch, and it's like, like that's in it. That's a really crazy. Like some people call it a disease because yeah, it's you can fucking have, um, hard. You can have perfect pitch, and there's also adjustable pitch as well yeah which but is where like even if the note is slightly off you can still pick up what it should be yeah mm. like oh he he's crazy and and he like he can play anything like you fucking tell him to or like play a like a snippet of a song and he can just play it mm. like it's it's insane 
how he just picks up on shit and the the amount of people in the world like that is just fucking incredible yeah, that man, can do that nuts. all right patrick let's read your uh one out of ten review here buddy if you if you got that with you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay and then i'll read mine we'll talk about that a little bit and then we'll go into some trivia okay one out of ten from franco seven 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 eight which means that franco has no fucking soul <laughs> Um, these comments here are funnier than this movie, apparently. Not sure what everyone else saw, or if they merely shills for the film, or perhaps friends and family of the cast and crew, but SOR sucked. School of Rock, by the way, for anyone that's Yeah, he had sure to abbreviate it. Um, at least as far as Jack Black's performance, that's a stretch, is concerned. Jack Black was stupid, which is not unusual. Unfortunately, it wasn't funny this time. He seems to play the same friggin' character in nearly all his movie. It now bores me to watch him. Right up there with Tom Green, another overrated bore. This is the last time I'm wasting my money on this particular boring clown. But like like we said, this is probably one of the first movies Jack Black played himself. So I don't understand yeah. why he's... It's, it's such a genuine performance because it's... It's him. Yeah, it's closer <laughs> to him than anything else. Right. You know? And I think that's like, like we mentioned so many times already in the podcast that that's why this movie works and that's why it stands out and that's yeah. why it's such an uh, inspiring movie because Jack Black is just a phenomenal performer. He is. Okay, so I'm going to read mine and then I'm going to get you guys to give me your thoughts on some of the stuff I talk about here. We're going to kind of dive into this one a little bit. Uh, this, this is a little bit of a longer review this guy has. It's from Alex Willie and a bunch of numbers from Christmas 2015. Uh, it's a 5 out of 10. And he wrote, Promoting child endangerment and safeguarding breaches doesn't matter if the film is funny, right? <laughs> so, it goes... Oh yeah, by the way, spoilers. Um, I don't care what other reviewers say, this is a horrible movie. I'm willing to suspend my disbelief slightly in the name of entertainment, in quotes, but it's impossible to do that with this film. To consider a few examples. So example number one, boys, let's get your opinion on this. Dewey doesn't provide any identification to the school upon his arrival, nor is he asked for any. Really? Okay. Well, <laughs> as far as I'm aware, this isn't a movie about how the school system employs people. Right. But let's, tr let's treat this, this guy's opinion of it being like a real-life situation just okay. to humor this. real-life situation. Let's say they have this guy's information on record already. Right. They have his contact information because he's already been a well-known substitute teacher. Correct. Right. He's been recommended by someone. She's in a rush, clearly, because they need someone to start that day. They contact him. He turns up. So we'll, we'll, we'll figure out the details ourselves. You just get in there and teach. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, so number one. Uh, debunked. Already Fuck debunked. Uh, number two. The police don't take any action against Dewey, despite his deliberate and repeated acts of fraud, identity theft, child abduction, child abdangerment, or endangerment, and he's even able to work unsupervised with children again? Question mark? Well, he was with the same people at the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, and he's reteaching. But I, I think... Okay, so watching the movie this time, at the end of the movie, I always originally thought the School of Rock after-school program was him teaching these kids. Right. But it's actually his, um, his friend Ned teaching them, and that's just 
the school of rock band yeah. practicing right yeah and i never realized that until this time watching mm. it so the idea was that ned quit substituting so he could teach he's yeah. teaching music. this yeah right but um yeah, they probably didn't take action on it because I'm sure none of the parents pressed charges because yeah, exactly. they're still all hanging out. They got over the fact that like, he yeah. kidnapped their kids in a way. They, they no, can't. but I mean, I, I think this is referring to the initial part where Dewey runs away and literally just goes home, and when they show up 10 minutes later, he's just eating cereal. Yeah. yeah. The cops have his location. Guaranteed the parents would want to press charges or at least put him on hold in a fucking cell overnight to figure True. shit out. Yeah. yeah. Well, the movie wouldn't work with that, though. Yeah. Right. Debunked. Right. There you go. You. The movie wouldn't work. Fuck you, <laughs> reviewer. <laughs> I, just, I just think these are funny. Okay, number three. He has no teaching assistants in his class and doesn't have any member of the senior member team observe him apart from a small bit, which he's clearly for the purposes of plot development. Yeah, but they, she, they've all broken their legs, haven't they? Right. And I've never... Yeah. I don't think I've ever had a substitute that actually had somebody supervising. No, I mean, um, yeah. We just had... Well, I did have a substitute teacher once where um, one of the kids went outside of the classroom during the lunch break, found a picture of a fat naked lady in a book, <laughs> made a copy of it, stuck it to the whiteboard, and wrote wanker in permanent marker... <laughs> <laughs> and when we came back she up, couldn't erase no, it. No, no. When we came back up after lunch, it was all gone, and he didn't say a word. <laughs> no one got told off. No one. He didn't say a fucking Jesus. thing. And that I think riled us up more. Yeah, because there was no acknowledgement. We could see the picture in the bin. He'd, he'd torn it off the whiteboard and he'd put it in the trash, but he didn't say a fucking word. The substitute days were the days that you got to be a little bit of a dickhead in school. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, sadly. Mr. We, Powers, his name was. Mr. Powers. We had a British substitute uh, in math class one day, and everybody just did our horrible British accents. <laughs> one of the kids raised his hand, and the teacher's like, yes. And he's like, excuse me, can I go to the washroom? I have to the mad shits that's what he said <laughs> and she's like do not talk like that in my classroom and then everybody's like do not talk like that in my class <laughs> and it just like it went on and she like started crying and she left oh, yeah fuck. i always feel so bad <laughs> now for substitute teachers and i have i know a couple kids from high school that have became subs right and it's like why did you choose that? I feel like the, the <laughs> best thing you can do in that situation is start roasting the kids back. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like yeah. the kids can't really say anything about it. And if they do, it's like, well, your child was misbehaving. So like if I, if I was that teacher and someone was fucking roasting my accent, I'd say, well, we committed genocide once and we aren't afraid to do it again. So I'd reel it the fuck in. <laughs> I, I think Patrick could be an awesome substitute teacher, though. Uh, <laughs> I could see that. I'd, I'd walk, I would kick the door open. I'd say, right, sit down. If, if Patrick was my substitute teacher. knife. <laughs> yeah. If Patrick was my substitute teacher, it would just be like every five minutes, Patrick going, fuck you <laughs> and me making some shitty dad so joke. puts the hands up nope <laughs> but I have the mad shits shit yourself <laughs> okay number four are we really supposed to believe that the parents seriously care about their children's education if they wait until the parents evening to voice their concerns wouldn't the lack of academic homework or the fact that they would have been given vague answers about what they had done at school that day rung an alarm bells earlier particularly 
as it was a private and not public school. And I find it impossible to believe that none of the children would have told their parents about the band. This point is made even worse by the fact that the parents of Lawrence, <laughs> who's pretty cool, <laughs> knew he's been asked to listen to the album, which probably causes a safeguarding concern by itself, as it's probably not age-appropriate music for a child of his age to listen to. Who the fuck is this guy? Also, if my kid was 10 and came home with Roundabout by Yes, I'd be like, fuck yeah, let's smoke some weed and listen to that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, but, <laughs> the, 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 those points are valid, but again, it's a fucking movie. Yeah, man. Right, but uh, like for me, it's funny to like read these comments because there's people in the world who are like watching this movie in this spectrum being like yeah actually I mean, affected this by is this is probably the same guy that gets offended by fro- frozen not having any frostbite <laughs> 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 yeah fair enough okay let's try and fly through these ones uh, a battle of the bands competition wait what the fuck Number five, a battle of the bands competition can sell out a medium-sized venue at two-thirds in the uh, oh, two to three in the afternoon on a weekday. Does anybody in this film have a job? Uh, that is a valid point. I've heard that brought up over the years many times. Uh, battle of the bands in the middle of the day on a weekday, terrible idea, but, you know, plot point, what you going to do? Well, you know what? They didn't say it was like two, three in the afternoon. Maybe those kids all had detention. Yeah. On a weekend. I do think the turnout for the Battle of the Bands thing was a bit fucking <laughs> yeah. crazy. Yeah. 20 well, grand on the well, line. Was but it like a high stakes? Like, were there relatively popular bands there? Well, it was 20 grand on the line. And Dude, it said W... Creed played. It said W... <laughs> it said W-O-R-C beside the banners, which yeah, made which me believe it was some station. sort of radio competition. <laughs> but yeah, Creed. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that was before they were, that was before they were called Creed, though. Yeah, they were I'm called the Vacancy sick. back then. I'm hungry, a minor G on yeah. you. I fucking love the, uh, what song do they do? It was called Higher. Can, Can you take me higher? higher? Yeah. So that, <laughs> did, did, we ever, did we ever tell them the story about when we all recorded that? Oh no! You should tell them that. That was funny. Okay, so funny. when we went when we went on our on our tour with this other band, it was all of us in the van, whatever, and we were like, <laughs> "Hey, let's go to West Ed because we were going to Edmonton." Yeah, yeah. So we went in there, and there was like, um, like you know, like those wind booth things, where you go in there and it like makes a photo it, booth. It like makes oh, yeah, it like yeah. a like a hurricane, make it feel like that, whatever. It was like that, but it was like soundproof, whatever, and you could go in there, and there's a list of songs you could pick from karaoke songs. Yeah, and you'd put like <laughs> you'd put like ten dollars in, and they would actually print your songs you recorded on a on an actual CD. Wow! Like and so CD. we fit like six of us in there, and we fucking sung two Creed songs. <laughs> no, uh, 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 three doors down. Three song, doors Kryptonite. down. Yeah, three doors down. And our buddy went in, and he sang Taylor Swift. Is that what it was? So and he was so so proud of himself, but he wouldn't show it to any of us because he's so embarrassed. Wow. So so we recorded it on this fucking CD. There was only two songs on it, and we went into the van. He was so stoked about it. He put in the CD player and got fucking stuck in there. We listened to it over and over. <laughs> My one friend track. Cody sang sang uh, Kryptonite by Three Three Doors Down. <laughs> With like the best Creed Nickelback voice ever, it was oh, like, nice. it, it if was I so, go crazy, yeah. then you over and over yeah, again for so like two funny. hours, man. And then, was, yeah, so it got stuck in there, and finally we turned it down, and it was off for like the longest time. All of a sudden, like we were driving 
and it, after one of the shows we were driving and it was fucking so quiet everyone was like just chilled out in the van all of a sudden it just fucking turns up real blaring and everyone was like laughing whatever and they were like what the fuck and he's like man i needed to wake up that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was so good though holy shit that's amazing definitely worth the 10 bucks <laughs> Uh, number six, the promoter gave them the spot on the bill without even listening to them. For all he knew, they could have been absolutely rubbish. Yeah, they were dying. Yeah, but they would They dying. probably promoted the shit out of it on the radio, like, you know. Yeah. Dying kids performing in yeah. the middle of the day. Please come support <laughs> <Yeah>. them. <laughs> for W-O-R-C, W-R-O-C, we work. rock. Yeah. Uh, number seven, the police weren't called when all the children went missing and the concert went ahead anyways. That's because they were just fucking running off to their kids. The police didn't do anything the first time. Why were they <laughs> yeah, calling? That's a good point. That's a, they're like, arrest that man. And they just let him pass with two guitars and go home and eat cereal. <laughs> like, that was the Although, did way. you look that, that closely? Was that a, a cop or was that just security? It looked like they were cops. Yeah. There was only one of them, though, I think. They tried to grab his hand, but it was just caked in butter from his coffee burn that day. <laughs> <laughs> Slipped right out. Uh, <laughs> the, number eight, the field trip was still booked. This is the most ridiculous plot hole of all because, A, the bus would have been booked via the school, and I find it hard to believe it wouldn't have been canceled immediately after Dewey's deception was found out. Man, they were busy. B, the bus driver hasn't been told about the deception or even found out about it. I imagine it would have made at least local news or got around to the town. Not if they're keeping it hush hush. I would say it's kind of sketch that the fucking bus driver was like, "Oh, it's just you kids. There's no teacher. Oh, free kids. Okay. Hop on. Where are we yeah. going? By the way, the bus driver is goofy. An apartment complex downtown. <laughs> oh, free kids. Oh, okay. And then, and then and sorry, Canadian goofy. Cuts, <laughs> cuts Ooh, to okay. Cuts to a scene where it's the bus driver standing in front of the class, being like. I'm pretty sure I've touched your kids. Your kids have touched me. <laughs> uh, yeah, that bus driver was kind of sketchy. Number nine, and the last one. Jesus. How on earth does Summer know where Dewey lives? Either he gave her his home address, why, or she got it from the school, how. Both are data protection and safeguarding issues. Yes, okay, it's just a film, but take a moment to think about the subtext of this film. It's actually saying about all these various issues. So that's why this yeah. guy gave it a 5 out of 10. So to find out his address <laughs> would probably be pretty easy to just look up his name. He gave 10 negative points but gave it a 5 out of 10. Yeah. What's yeah. a gimp? All right. <laughs> yeah. I guess it was still entertaining. Yeah, still Jack Black. Right. Trivia? Trivia. Tune in to W-O-R-O-C for today's yeah. best trivia and hot, 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 hot trivia points. I'm Crispy Foreskin. <laughs> <laughs> that was gross. Sorry. That was real fucking and gross. That was sports. Back to you. Uh, I, gave, I gave each of you guys uh, two trivia points today, and I only have one because it's a longer one. So we'll go with you guys back and forth, and I'll read the last one before we wrap it up today. So. All right. Uh, Miranda Cosgrove, who plays Summer in the movie, can sing. She took about a 45-minute bad singing lesson to sing Horrible for the song Memory when Jack Black's character was looking up backing singers. I was going to say, I don't think that you can like go as in far as acting as she did in yeah. her career without being able to sing. Yeah, right. Well, you know what's funny, too, is like, even when she was singing badly, she was still hitting yeah. notes better than yeah. 90% of the people I she, know. She wasn't. She, uh, better she than basically me, just wasn't singing. She was just talking it. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's how I sing, you guys. Yeah. Well, I mean, Raph actually said that that's... And it, it actually really is fucking weird. Like, if you find that a, a note is too high, yeah. if you talk it but in the note, you'll find that you can reach it way fucking easier. Because I, I did it, and she was like, there you go. I was like, holy fuck, I'm yeah. such an idiot. I, I can hit notes, but it's all monotone. <laughs> which doesn't really make sense, but... Yeah, but like, you can scream. So if you put that yeah. like same power behind it, it yeah, would no, be fucking amazing. It doesn't work, though. Trust me. I don't know, man. You I, know, you just got to reach for that note. You just got to take it higher. <laughs> I can do the high singing, man. You you get me to sing some Maroon 5 or ACDC, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Trivia, go. <laughs> okay. Uh, originally in the, uh, in the script, Dewey was supposed to have run the teacher over before she came to school, which stopped her from teaching the class for three weeks. After they changed it to her falling in the shower instead. <laughs> How yeah. would they segue that of him like running the teacher over? Would that just be just a random well accident they, that they would kind of yeah? Because how would they they be well, like he seeked no, out the I position? Reckon, um, it, it makes it more sense been... that they called Ned for a fucking job interview instead of Jack Black just being like, hmm, maybe I should just run a teacher over and fucking take her job. So maybe no, it was I, just I like reckon a... the segue would have been when he tried to stage dive. And he would have, like, landed on this poor woman. Yeah, that would have been good. Uh, or maybe he, when he was, like, driving home, he, like, bumped her with the car and just drove off. Yeah, just didn't know. And then he got home, and then he got a, a fucking phone call yeah, the next like day. Yeah, just, like, fate. That's probably what they were trying to do, yeah. Yeah. Um, the slipping in the shower thing was, like, kind of weird for her to be in a coma and out of school for a month. She wasn't in a coma. They just said she broke her leg, but... You can still teach with a broken leg. Yeah, well... All right. Well, not those brats. Can't teach Jim. <laughs> those, <laughs> those who can't teach, teach Jim. <laughs> Am I right? All right, Patrick, you, you're up. Okay. Um, all the kids really play their instruments, and the backup singers are real vocalists. Jack Black also played a bit of guitar in the movie. For example, when he's teaching "Smoke on the Water" and "Iron Man" to Zach, but he didn't do the guitar solos. Hmm. Just with his mouth. It's uh, Kyle Gass that does the uh, guitar solos, though, in Tenacious D, isn't it? Yeah, I don't he's know. Le he's lead guitar. Jack Black is rhythm and vocals. Which, yeah, which makes sense. Like, I mean, I don't think Jack... It's not that Jack Black couldn't play them. I think it's just filming. Yeah. And believably, like, playing the solo perfectly every time is probably pretty tough. So he no just... Doubt. Yeah. He he plays it perfectly with his mouth by going. He really <laughs> did, didn't he? That was, like, was Jack Black. Flawless. It was like he's perfect it. to what, yeah. what it actually. That's what he's known for. That's what you want to hear. You don't yeah. want to hear him actually play it on guitar. You want to hear him acapella it. <laughs> and I always thought that was so funny when you would do that. When you'd be like, "Yeah, like I wrote I wrote this song," and it goes like, "Ring a ding 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 ding." Yeah. Okay. So I was writing Crazy Frog <laughs> the other day. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> All right, Kyle. You got your next one. All right. Uh, during the course of the film. Jack Black switches the part in his hair from left to right depending on whether he is being Dewey or playing Ned. Which I thought Never was like kind of interesting that he like made that choice to distinguish like a different character. Yeah. It's interesting. But it kind of yeah, well there was the one part in the movie where he was like smoothing his hair out yeah. when the t when the principal was coming in, but I thought he was just like fixing his hair, you mm -hmm. know. But yeah, I guess he was flipping it over. 
maybe it's like a Superman thing where like it's just like it's his glasses. Yeah. It's one thing that's slightly changed that makes him look like a different person. Yeah. Because otherwise you'd see his poster plastered all over fucking <laughs> yeah, downtown. Looking for musicians. Yeah. <laughs> like that kind of looks like Ned. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not. He parts his hair to the left. Yeah. And this guy's name is Dewey, not Ned. <laughs> Wait a second. That time in the bar where he told me. Uh, anyways. Yeah, how fucking weird was that scene where she's just awkwardly sipping on the beer over and over again? Yeah, well, I reckon she was a secret alcoholic. Yeah. Oh, that would be such a fucking dark plot point if she was a recovering alcoholic oh, and she I, just I got back it into it. I legit think that's what it was. Yeah, man. Yeah. Movie ends with her going to rehab and he has to take over as the principal. No, she runs <laughs> She she runs over him and all the kids. Oh, my God. In yeah. the bus. <laughs> And then they have to do a fundraiser because they're all dying. (laughs) (laughs) And they have to sell out Battle of the Bands in the middle of the day on a Tuesday. Good Lord. Okay, anyways, uh, this is the last piece of trivia before we wrap this up. Early in filming, an insecure Robert Sy approached director Richard Linklater and tried to talk to him or talk him out of letting him be in the film because he felt he wasn't right for the part. Linklater responded that it is his very insecurity that made him exactly right for the part and kept him in. Ironically, Sai's character, Lawrence, has a very similar conversation with Dewey about not feeling right for the part of the band. But I'm not cool enough. <laughs> right, Patrick? Yeah. yeah, man. Every time he delivered any of his lines, it killed me for some reason. And I, I don't know what it was about his enunciation and shit, but it was just like so nerdy and out yeah, of place. It that was it just beautiful. It was so well it, done. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, that's it for School of Rock this week. Do you guys got anything else you want to say? Nah, man. Fucking watch this movie if you haven't. What are you guys feeling? Tenacious D next week? I don't care. Yeah, man. Definitely. I've never seen it, so. Yeah, uh, let's do that. All right. The only, the only part I've seen is uh, Dave Grohl's cameo. Perfect. So, listeners, uh, get ready to fill yourself up with some vitamin D, because you're going to get a lot of it next week uh, when we get Tenacious with Jack Black and Kyle Gass, the legends of rock and roll. Um, we will go travel to Satan with those boys yeah, with the yeah. pick of destiny. Uh, you cool. can get in touch with us so and good. follow us on social media on Twitter at life with Kenny, Instagram at life with Kenny pod, Facebook life with Kenny podcast. And don't forget to favorite us, rate us and subscribe on your podcast app. And that'll help us get more listeners. Uh, just a reminder, we are going to continue to do our once a week posting. Um, we're going to kind of, sprinkle in life legends episodes when we get time because it's going to be a pretty busy summer but uh we didn't forget about you guys and we definitely didn't forget about each other because i, I actually forgot about both i can't so. go too long without seeing your face patrick don't do this to me uh i also want to end this episode by saying uh fuck judge reinholds uh hail keanu and get a life you boys got anything else to say you're breathtaking hail keanu <laughs> <laughs>